few years ago, I was attending Father Foster's summer school in Milwaukee. And Father Dreher was gracious enough to let me and a couple of the people I was studying with stay at the rectory in our in um, McQuanago, the Society Rectory in McQuanago. Um, we were there for six weeks, I think. And Father Dreyer asked if I'd be willing to maybe make a sick call now and then to some of his parishioners. And I said, sure, of course, you're letting me stay in your rectory, so I'd be happy to um, visit uh, anybody you ask me to. And he did. Uh, three weeks or so into the summer, into the program, he called me and said there's a lady at the uh, VA hospital in Milwaukee. Uh, she's already been anointed. She's um, not got a whole lot longer to live. It could be a couple months. It might be shorter than that. Uh, but she's asking for communion. Would you be willing to go and take her communion? And I said, yes, Father, happy. I'd be glad to. So I called the phone number he gave me. It was the lady's daughter. And I said, Father Dreyer tells me your mom would like to receive communion. Uh, can I come give her communion today? Um, the summer course, the summer courses of Father Foster always started at two o'clock in the afternoon and ran until six or seven at night. Uh, so I told her I could come maybe around 1.15, 1.30 and give her mom communion. <clears throat> That'd be great, Father. She's looking forward to it. I asked, how, how's your mom today? She's doing great. Uh, really, I mean, all things considered, she's up, she's talking, she's happy. Um, and I've got some brothers and sisters here and my dad, so the woman's husband. Um, and Father Jerry had told me that the lady uh, and her husband were parishioners, but the rest of the family wasn't parishioners. Anyway, so I said, I'll be there at one at one thirty. Um, I got the Blessed Sacrament, and I left to drive to the hospital. I called and said I was on my way. Sounds good, Father. She's really looking forward to seeing you. The drive was about an hour, or about a half an hour long. And when I got to the hospital, um, the woman's daughter was outside the front door, and she, uh, she said, Father, I'm the daughter of the woman you're coming to give communion to. You better hurry. Things have gotten bad. I thought to myself, it's half hour ago. She was chipper and waiting for me to show up, and now things are getting bad. And I said, how bad is it? It's really bad, Father. Uh, she might not be alive. So uh, she and I went up to the hospital room, and I walked in. Um, and her husband was standing at the head of the bed. Um, and then she had... Uh, two, three children sitting in chairs at the foot of the bed. Um, they were wearing Packers hats and shirts and stuff, and the TV was on. Um, and uh, I walked in the room, and she was on her on her bed, on her pillow, uh, and she was not very responsive, and she looked like it was the end. Um, so I had the Blessed Sacrament, and I walked in the room, I was surprised that now she's dying, whereas a half hour ago she was in great shape. Um, I tried to speak to her a little, and the family said, Father, she's not responding, which was... Um, I grabbed her hand. I asked if she could squeeze my hand, if she could hear me. There was no response, and um, 
So I asked her husband, uh, well, are you fasting? Could you go to communion? And he said, yes, Father. So he knelt down. I gave him communion. And then I knelt down uh, and tried to talk to her about making an act of contrition. I said an act of contrition in her ear and gave her absolution. And she died a few seconds after that. So from the time I walked into the room until her death um, was probably five or six minutes. And uh, her, her husband was, cr was crying and uh, her children were just bewildered what, what's going on, sort of a thing. Um, and I, I said, a few, <clears throat> I had a few words with her husband afterwards and we talked about her a little bit and then I left and went to class. Again, I think it's a remarkable story because um, Father Dreyer was, in, I think, in Chicago. He wasn't there during the week, but I was there during the week since I was taking classes with Father Foster. And on a random day, he asked if I'd take her communion. I set up the communion. She was healthy, health, relatively healthy. She wasn't, when I made the phone call, she wasn't about to die. I got the Blessed Sacrament. On my way to class, I was gonna stop and give her communion. Very routine, sick call. Um, within a half hour, she declines. I get to the hospital. Um, she's not able to even respond to anything I say. I give her husband communion instead of her. Um, she receives absolution and dies. Um, it's one of the two deaths I've seen in person. It's a, it's a story, it's an experience that I appreciate a great deal because once again, our Lord uses a very unlikely scenario to give comfort to two people. A woman who otherwise would have died without a priest next to her bed, um, without absolution, without saying the prayers of the dying. Uh, our Lord made sure that she had a priest there at the last minute. And then I think he... He very delicately set things up so that the husband of the woman, who obviously loved his wife a lot, I could tell by his reaction when she passed, that he could have um, our Savior in his soul at the moment his wife passed away for his comfort. That's, uh, that's the story I wanted to tell. Um, I just, and like I said, every priest I'm sure has similar stories. But there, uh, there are stories and experiences that I'm not sure a lot of the faithful get to see. Uh, once again, just how uh, delicately our Lord's love pursues us. And uh, if we love him, in my experience, it seems that he will arrange circumstances in an extraordinary way so that we can have everything we need from him to save our souls.